0: Welcome to the North Seattle Parent Education Podcast, and thank you for being here because this podcast is designed just for you. We know that parenting takes a village, and we're here to help. Tune in while you're working, driving, even cooking, and we'll provide you with valuable information each episode to support you as a parent. North Seattle Cooperative Preschools are held at many locations for ages infant to five years, plus kindergarten class and other community sites. And remember, we're always enrolling. And now, Here's your host, Tanya
1: Hino. Welcome to Parenting Takes a Village. Today we have Tammy Brackway-Joyce. She, her pronouns. She's a parent educator, an actor, a podcast host, community activist, small business owner, and the vocation that she loves the most is raising her two kids. She has an amazing podcast called The Broadcast with the Famous Philson Sisters. Check it out. We put the uh, link of her podcast here on our website. Today, Tammy is going to talk to us about children are not small adults. Let's hear from her why children are not small adults. What a wonderful concept. Welcome, Tammy.
0: Thank you. I'm so glad to be here, Tanya. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I am a parent educator at the Vashon Mori Cooperative Preschool. Um, I am a little bit of a dilettante. I have my my hands in many different... Um, My husband and I own um, Seattle Distilling Company. We distill spirits. I volunteer with a domestic violence agency here on Vashon Island, the Dove Project. I'm an actor and a comic, and I have a podcast called The Broadcast with the Famous Filson Sisters, which you could listen to wherever you get your podcast. I'm a wedding celebrant and uh, a Jewish Unitarian. I'm a wife and a mom to two awesome kids. And I'm really happy to be with you this morning. Oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> I didn't know you
1: had a podcast. That's amazing. Yeah. Give us the link so that we can add it to your site when we uh, promote it. Oh, okay. That's Thanks. great. Tell that you are a woman of many traits. <laughs> yes. That's great. So tell me, you bring us a, an amazing topic, interesting indeed, because you say that children are not little adults, and it has by centuries we have uh, think that children should be little adults in the history of European art. They put children like little miniature adults, and they are not mentally. And yeah. so, tell us a little bit more about that
0: yeah, I love that because yeah, you know how they look kind of wrong, you know, when their their heads are a little too small and their eyes aren't quite right like they're they don't look like little adults and they are not little adults. Um, and I think like if if you think back to what it felt like to be a kid, if you have a lot of memory, I have a lot of memories of childhood and I I have really vivid memories that of how different it felt to be a kid. like this this one I think like really describes, how different it is to be a kid. I can remember sitting in the backseat of our huge wood paneled station wagon and listening to the radio and Crystal Gale was singing, don't it make my brown eyes blue. Do you know this song? And I was like, what is she talking about? And I didn't know all the words yet. So I thought she was saying, don't, Ed Make, like there was a single word, Ed Make, E-D-M-A-K-E. And I was like, well, that must be what magicians do when they turn, like, you know, they pull a rabbit out of a hat, they're Ed Making something. And so I thought it was a song about a magician. And the woman was like, please don't do it. Don't turn my brown eyes blue that like to me is so is so perfectly encapsulates what it's like to be a kid where you're like you're still learning so much you're open minded you're curious uh and you're problem solving and you're often wrong i guess in that way l- kids are very much like adults cuz we are often wrong too but their their brains are truly like different physically and functionally different than an adult brain yeah
1: yeah you're completely right that we have aha moments like no they understand everything and we yeah. have those Moments where we're like, okay, they don't know enough. So we go from yeah. streams to they don't know enough. They don't know what we're talking about. Totally. Not we treat them like, like they should be talking about all these conversations that we don't know because we have no Absolutely. reference. We have no reference.
0: Yeah. That's so true. You're right. Like that, it, sometimes our expectations for them are just way too high. we think they're just like us. And sometimes our expectations are so incredibly low it's like we need to find that curiosity that they have and be a little more open-minded to where they are at they don't have the experiences we have but they do have so much going for them right they have they don't have their prefrontal cortex fully developed yet you know where our brains develop from the back to the front and the prefrontal cortex is the last thing to finish and yeah. it doesn't finish until you're like 25 exactly like yes I mean crazy, right? So their brains are in many ways different. They have way, way, way more synapses. So synapses being those connections between brain cells, that's where the learning happens. So they have double the, the synapses. We have a two-year-old has double our synapses. Mm -hmm. They don't have all the myelination, like their brains are just super different. And until they're about 15, Mm -hmm. their brains are, are beginning to process things faster and faster and faster and faster. So that a baby is processing like 16 times slower than we do. And then like the peak of brain processing is like 15 years old, and then it actually starts to slow down. So it's, they're, they're just, they're they're really different but they're still we're we are in so many ways similar and I actually think we have a lot we can learn from how kids brains work
1: exactly and how to be on I mean they're a perfect example on teaching us how to be on the present moment they have yes. that ability to be in the present moment because we don't have to they don't have to worry about bills and laundry yeah. and all that stuff yeah. that we worry about versus mm-hmm. them they're on the moment experimenting their scientists uh but you, like yeah. you said you have, they have all those connections going in and They're moving and it's fast, and we're wondering why the kids, you know, they, they don't never get tired because they're they're processing all this information. Yeah. Exactly. So it's wonderful. Thank you so much for that. It's amazing because when they're little, they have all these connections. And then when they start turning, when they turn 15, they start losing some of this connection, mm-hmm. cutting down like three yes. And then their bodies are big. So we, we want them to make decisions that yeah. are like us and they totally. don't have that frontal uh development. Yeah. There.
0: And it's like, like you know, they their prefrontal cortex is doing its thing and growing and growing. And this I think is like the cruelest twist that the middle of the prefrontal cortex redevelops during the teenage years so it's like kind of begun to develop and now it starts all over and recalibrates and Mm -hmm. learns things it's already learned all over again so if you have a teenager at home and you're like oh my gosh my 15 year old is just like she was at three that is why because literally their prefrontal cortex is resetting redeveloping and yeah it's like you look at this person who's taller than you maybe now and you're like this is an adult now but guess what nope no nope. and they remind us of that all the time all <laughs> the time and
1: then yeah. so that's how we think about all the consequences and the punishments yes and we've been talking about this all this time about our right. values our our connections our yes. uh, decision making right and wrong and then you go ahead and get in the car drunk yeah. uh, another child that's drunk yes happen why we've been talking about this all along that's right that those connections are not there and then we want to give them consequences because we've been talking blue to our face uh, yes why we don't take this kind of risk but is yep. it a development
0: it totally, and I like to remind myself. I have to remind myself all the time. And we were talking about this before we started recording that making mistakes is our job as adults, as humans, and it's really our kids' job to make mistakes. It's how they learn. It's how they develop responsibility and resiliency. And giving them space to make those mistakes, and uh, you know, affirming our values when they happen, but but recognizing that it's their job, and it's it's good for us now. Not to always save them before those mistakes happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, like we do with little kids, we let them, you know, cut their banana knowing that they may cut their finger and that's mm-hmm. going to hurt, but that's a lesson. And we can do that with our older kids too. And it's painful. And like, I want to like do everything so that she doesn't miss that assignment or, you know, mm-hmm. um, she, she does what she ever, she needs to accomplish, but making those mistakes um, especially a little middle school, high school, where it's still pretty low risk, it's a good thing. It's
1: part of it's life. It's, part yeah. of, it's what's going to teach us. I, like you said, before we started recording is that I love making mistakes because it's what, it, it, and when I travel, I love getting lost because there's experiences that you do not get to experience if you don't, that does not happen. And we want to be, we want to be so square and have everything perfect,
0: but it doesn't. And he's okay. tiny that's so good. I love that. And it made me think, Of getting lost right you know how when you're traveling and you you're look you're like your eyes are really open you're really taking everything in i wonder if that's a little bit of a that's a good metaphor for a kid brain where everything is new you're really you are really taking it all in and it helps you be present i think that's one of the things i love about travel is it 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 takes me out of like okay i gotta wash the dishes i gotta take care of this and that and this and that and you're not doing that you're just in the moment taking in your surroundings and I think that's a great way to think of a kid brain. Yeah. And if
1: that's the way it is, reminds me, and and I want to make sure that our listeners take this, your example of your experience with the song, you can, you really cannot know what the song is all about. Into you have that lived experience right that experience in your life is like when you're exploring uh, i always like to do the experiment with eggs and real eggs and fake eggs with parents to teach how children's mind work that okay. it is one thing is showing them one thing is seeing seeing things and one thing is exploring with their own hands and mm. see how the egg feels it's yeah. very different having a fake egg versus having a real egg once yes. you feel the egg then it connects differently in the brain so listening to that experience you had as a child yeah. that you can understand that song because it has double meaning and you're right talking about magic magic it was not it's not magic it's talking about an experience of emotion but yeah. they don't know because they haven't experienced it before exactly. so it's very really important that we let them experience because that's the, where the learning happens right mm-hmm. so i, mm-hmm. I love that thank you for that sharing that experience. really takes us where we are and why kids are not little adults Mm -hmm. now i was looking at some of the uh, articles of uh, medical doctors because they're the ones that bring this up a lot and you're saying children are not little adults Mm -hmm. and they're reframing changing the mantra of what it is it's that two children are not small adults sometimes they are Mm -hmm. because it brings to the point that you're talking about that sometimes they connect things faster than we do yeah. And that's why we think they're little adults, mm-hmm. but they they don't have all those connections yet to
0: make rational decisions yet. yeah. That's- I think it's really easy to do that too, especially with our oldest children um, right where like I, I can really remember my 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 son was like, I don't know two and my daughter was like four. And I thought, Oh, she's so old. She's so mature. You know, I have now I have this baby and this older kid at the wee age of four, like she's got it all. And I remember going to her dance performance and we'd watched all the older kids dance. And then the four-year-olds come on. And I was like, Holy cow, she is an itty bitty little person. I need to give this kid a break. I am expecting her to be like kind to her brother, always share, put other people's needs first. And I was like, check myself. This kid is little. Um, and it's such a good reminder. And I, I honestly, I still have to remind myself of that with her because she is 15 and taller than me. And I think I, I really expect too much of her sometimes. And I got to, I got to reset it. And then, but likewise, like you're saying, we also need to know that they blow my mind too with what they do get and what she can teach me. Like the things she's like, mom, that was so sexist what you just said. And I'll be like, wait, what me? What? And she'll, explain it to me and I'll be like holy moly she's right yeah she yeah. you know yeah. she's she knows so much more than me in so many ways oh. giving room for both yeah oh definitely yes
1: I am guilty of that completely guilty <laughs> of that my 17 year old is much taller than me muscular smart beautiful yeah. and then again he reminds me I'm a kid mom I'm a yeah. kid yes yeah. you're, hey, you're 17 and you are a kid and yeah. yes like your daughter sometimes I will, he will correct me hey, you're sexy I'm like, what? No, not mom. Remember when you talk about racism and that we all are. races is in our system because that's the way we being growing the same thing with women, and and it happens and it's whether you accept it and you move from there it's
0: so Mm. true they they're so wise they're so wise and they like the things that are slow for me to learn my kids are picking it up so fast like the the sort of like amazing progressive cultural shifts that are happening like they have so many friends who are non-binary or who are trans and it takes me time and thought to like change the pronouns and and my kit for them it's just like oh okay snap they're there you know yeah. um god it's incredible it is Im- impressive, it, it is
1: yeah. impressive. It, and it's all about how they're taking the information and whether we're willing to catch up with them or not. Yes. At the same time, not punish them or consequence them when they're, when they're making mistakes, because like you said, right. it's their job, make mistakes just like we do. Yes. And nobody likes it when we uh, are sculpted or treated
0: like we're supposed to know what we're doing all the time. Oh my gosh. That's so right. And I, I try to think of that often when I have like this expectation that I said, dinner's ready, comes at the dinner table. And if they don't like jump to it in a second and I start to get irritated, then I'm like, hold up. If somebody said to me, like, stop the thing you're doing that you're engaged in right this second and go do this other thing. That would be very irritating. I would need a moment or two to transition, right? Like I, I have to remind myself, like <laughs> they are people, they are not robots that are going to just follow my instruction at the drop of a hat. We
1: are so busy and we just want them to jump in and Yeah. Immediately. Correct. You're so correct. So when, what are, what are some of the differences between children and adults Mm -hmm. in regards to, you know, besides physical, uh, mentally, emotionally?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I mean, we talked about some of the brain differences and a lot of that drives some of the behavioral differences and the emotional differences. Um, I think that kids, they're, emotions are a little bit closer to the surface, which I think is actually, uh, well, it's neither bad nor good. It just is, but it's, it's something that's really useful for parents. Um, because I think we've been taught to really, uh, disconnect from our emotions or push them aside if they're negative or inconvenient, uh, which is, it helps us function in the world, but it also, uh, can be a problem, right? If we're learning to just ignore our emotions, if we think of emotions being like information, right? If you had to go to the bathroom and you were like, okay, I can sense it, I have to go to the bathroom, but I'm going to ignore it because I'm in the middle of writing this paper and I'm going to keep ignoring it and keep ignoring it and keep ignoring it. Well, eventually you're going to pee your pants. Emotions, I think, are just like that. If we don't attend to them ever, they blow up out of us, right? So our kids are pretty darn good at attending to their emotions quickly and in the moment. So that's really different from how most of us as adults process our emotions. I think there's something for us to learn there. They can learn from us as well to not be, so controlled by their emotions. They Mm -hmm. can learn to take a breath, find productive ways to deal with them rather than, you know, slapping your sister across the face. Mm -hmm. There are other options and we can help them with that. And they can help us Mm -hmm. with remembering that feeling our feelings is great. So feelings is a really big one. Executive function, all of those sort of like um, following instructions and um, waiting, making making wise choices, all of that executive function stuff is prefrontal cortex, problem Mm -hmm. solving, planning, memory. Focus and attention, developing and, and meeting goals, uh, impulse control—all that stuff. We are there theoretically. We have a fully developed prefrontal cortex. They don't, um, so they're not going to be great at those things all the time. Sometimes they will, and often they won't. And yep. so we have to—we have to tell ourselves that's not—that's not a failure. I'm not failing as a parent because my kid um, has is not paying attention to me at all times, or because they're not. Setting goals and fall—they're—they're they're just not there. Exactly. um Their brains aren't there yet. So yeah. big, big uh, difference there.
1: Some scientists' uh research say that obviously we're not born with haptic function, yeah. and that we have to work to develop. And that's why uh, being in school and practicing a lot of skills that will help with that mm-hmm. is really important. But that's one of the things that we have to remind ourselves that at that age they—and that's why insurances are so high because right. they did their research. Uh, car insurance because they. They know that are their their the cortex is not fully developed and they can still make un, uh, not rational decisions yeah. when they're on the road and that's why it's mm-hmm. so high at that age mm-hmm. and you said it, they used to say 23 now it's 25 yeah it's incredible and it is and their their brain is so plastic it's like play doh right it's so yeah. specific and they can interchange and that's why they can learn like you said all mm-hmm. the binary all the uh new concepts or uh anti-racism they can learn all this stuff but once we reach a certain age we kind of block our brain and we really have to work hard to to develop these things so true yeah so that's wonderful so executive function what else is something that because it's another another topic in early age is attachment Attachment, attachment yes so yeah. are, are they fully feeling attached by a certain
0: age? You know, I don't know if I, I know the numbers and the research around that exactly well. What I do know is that those that zero to three and then and, and on up to five, they're really um, the, this is the right word, but they're kind of porous. So they're learning how to be attached. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, all of the connections we're able to make with our kids during those early years are not only attaching us to them and them to us, but teaching them what safe attachment feels like and that it's, it's okay. And that it's, it's safe to want to, and to be able to attach to someone. And a lot of that's about trust and vulnerability and it's extremely powerful. So, you know, there was a time when, when people would say, you know, don't spoil your baby by picking it up every time it cries. And what we know now is that actually every time you pick up that crying baby, you're saying, I hear you, I'm listening to you. I got you. And that's helping them learn attachment and boy, what, what a wonderful thing. If we could all, um, go through life knowing that it is safe or it can be safe to attach to the people in our lives. I, I think it's, I think it's really powerful. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm so excited to see as history unfolds, as these generations of kids that, um, that we're parenting with all this knowledge we have now about attachment and brain development. Like it's really exciting, I think, um, we're, we're, we're going back to things we used to know instinctually, and we're knowing them in a in a sciencey way now that makes it all the more powerful. For, all the more, we're more capable to grasp it and take it forward and raise these little humans um, with the power of all that knowledge. Wow,
1: it's amazing, and and how powerful with our. Children, young age, knowing that they're learning all these different terms, yeah. that we use that opportunity to make sure that all emotions mm. are okay. Yes. That we don't tell our kids that when they fall and they start crying, oh boys don't cry. Yes. Uh, or you see a movie, you start crying. Oh gosh, why are you crying for that? Or yeah, uh, come on, uh, let's go, let's be happy. And it's not all about. Right. I feel like uh, happiness is overrated. Uh-huh. Uh, and yes. I just feel like happiness comes and goes, just like sadness and all the other emotions. Yes. And we don't have to be happy all the time. There's, there's points of happiness. of, and, and that's one of the things that we have to really understand with uh, raising children and that it takes a village. Because it's so important that as we continue helping our children be themselves Mm-hmm. That being, uh, being sad or being anxious is part of the spectrum, and it's okay. Absolutely. And yes. we have them like always be happy and smile at somebody that's coming. We said if you feel timid, it's okay to be timid. It,
0: okay. Yes, I think you know I was raised, or or whatever. I am a good girl, right? I was raised to be a nice girl, a good girl who follows the rules and does what she's supposed to do. And that has served me well in many ways. And in many ways, it doesn't serve me well. I I'm a people pleaser to a fault. And I really, my kids are not people pleasers. And let me tell you, that doesn't make parenting easy, but it's awesome because they question my authority. They push back, they show me what they're really feeling. And I, I, I want more of that. It's hard. And it makes me look crazy sometimes, but I think you're exactly right. Happiness is overrated. Our role as human beings is not to be happy. It's to have all the feelings it's to be authentic. I'd rather be authentic than happy. And I'd much rather my kids be authentic than happy.
1: Completely. And, and we are constantly on that. So we want them to be attentive and, and and kind to visitors. Yeah. And we need to understand that they're not adults like us and it takes a lot of training for us to yes. uh, to tell their people and what they're saying. Some people are saying crazy stuff and you're like, and we're all patient and listening. But it takes a lot of training to get to that point. And then we expect the same thing from children. So what we're teaching them, is not okay to feel uncomfortable. What, right. what this adult just said, that women should be nice and, yeah. and quiet. You look prettier. Yeah. No. Yes. And if a teenager reacts to that and like, oh, that's BS, it's okay because it's it's, it's what it is. And they tell us uh, to be uh, polite and not say anything, but then we are training them not to react to their gut reaction or be like, what Mm. are you talking about?
0: Yep. 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 Oh my gosh. I was so brought up to like um, respect authority and, and respect my teachers and like be, be that good student. And my daughter will come home and be like, you know, the teacher said this and I raised my hand and I was like, no way that, and she'll argue with, with her teachers as, you know, a freshman in high school. And it makes me so uncomfortable. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe she's doing this. And also like outwardly, I'm like, this is amazing. You're rad. Like she she does not need them to like her. She needs to speak her mind and it's totally awesome and I'm learning uh, that is going to be my lifelong lesson that she's going to keep teaching me.
1: It is so hard. I agree. I'm also uh, were brought up as you say Tommy, to be a, a good girl, yeah. good woman, you know, listen, be kind, be happy and and that's the thing that when our kids or we get an email from the teacher saying your kid was, you know, ve- it's very social and he's not concentrating in school yes. and he keeps raising his hand, like you said, with your daughter. They contest the teacher and don't agree with the yeah. teacher. We we allow that to <laughs> yeah. happen at home because we want them to have the freedom so they're expressing right. it at school and then yeah. we feel like, wait a second, am I not teaching? Am I failing as a parent? Yes! But I said them to be respectful, but they
0: uh, are. Yes. They're yep. just
1: uh, expressing the, their identity yeah. and their own emotions and expressing their own values and ideals yeah. and here we are our skin kind of crawls and we're like yeah are we taught parents i'm completely guilty of that i'm you know as an immigrant mm. you are taught to respect your adults respect yeah. your you know your parents don't say anything just listen and mm. it crawls my skin when when my kids are so vocal oh yeah like, i am here
0: and i'm telling you what i think totally especially like in front of Elders, right in front of grandparents, like as we're going into the holidays, you're like, "Oh boy, where's that balance between like kid be who you are and also like grandpa's here." <laughs> you
1: know? Completely, completely. I, completely, <laughs> oh, I love to hear this uh, perspective, Tammy, uh, and, and I was thinking, "Gosh, this is such an important subject, and I haven't thought about it." So I'm so glad that you brought this amazing topic. What would you tell the listeners with younger kids, siblings Hmm. that are fighting? What would would you tell them about not treating them like adults, but respect them equally?
0: Yeah, that's so, uh, that's such a complicated idea, right? Like we should treat them with respect and, and we must, and that doesn't mean they're just like us, right? We, sometimes I think it's easy to confuse that. You're like, okay, I'm going to respect my child, so I treat them just like another adult. But we can respect um, non-adults. <laughs> we can respect kids for who they are, where they are, uh, and what they bring to the world. And sometimes it's hard as heck, and sometimes it's beautiful, and we are learning from it. So my advice is so easy. And it's, I say it's so easy. It's also so hard. Uh, pause, listen, be curious. I am totally like a, I'm, I'm, I'm biased toward action. I want to, they I want to like get in there, solve that problem. I got you. We're going to do this. And my life lesson, and I think it's a great lesson for all parents is just like, pause. You don't necessarily have all the answers. Yeah. Give your kids space to find their answers. Even if they're crazy bananas answers and you're you're like what? Let them let them explore. Let them learn. Be curious and let go a little bit. Hold hold lightly. You know, let let them explore. And we can think of ourselves as scientists too, right? They're they're little scientists. We can just watch and study them and observe. And we don't have to redirect. We don't have to always um, be in there um, making things happen. We can just pause and listen. It's so
1: scary. It's so scary.
0: Yes. As a parent, and I'm yes.
1: listening to this, Pass and be curious. Mm-hmm. And it's so scary as a parent. And I'm here and I completely agree with you. And it's yeah. like, I'm a problem solver. Yeah. I, solve. I don't want my kid to be unhappy. And I know yes. that they can do it and we can guide them and help them. Yeah. That is so difficult because you won't want your kids to experience, you know, racism or sexism or all this crazy stuff that they don't know that we know. Yep. And we don't want them to experience the same thing. And at the same time, we're so worried about people judging us. Look, Tammy's a parent-educator. Their kids should be perfect. She should be right. Yeah, I'm not perfect. My kids are not perfect. What Mm -hmm. makes us
0: judge each other like that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh so true i remember in college i was a nanny in the summertime and i thought i was a great nanny and i remember thinking like i'm gonna be such a good mom and i remember watching uh, watching this mom having a really tough interaction with her four-year-old and thinking like gosh she's taking it all so personally i'm not gonna do that when i'm a parent like that's my secret knowledge that i have and holy cow when you are the parent it's personal. Are you kidding me? Like it, what is more personal than parenting? So, um, <laughs> but the, like the, there's that nugget there. Like if your kid is behaving in some bananas way, that does not mean that you're failing as a parent. In fact, probably means you're amazing because you're giving your kid space to fail and to learn. So let go of that. Like we judge ourselves. So we judge everybody else as parents, like, let it go. You are not failing as a parent. You can step back and um, trust the process of parenting. Ooh, it's, it's really
1: hard. People to say it. Like you said, pause and be curious. so simple yeah. to say it. when it yeah. comes to your kids.
0: Oh my gosh. It
1: yeah. is so difficult. Sometimes you just feel like, I, ah, I can't believe it. And I will tell yeah. my kid this. My kid, my 70 year old can say this. I have asked him, am I failing as a parent? Yeah. What's going on? Or I will be like. Oh, this is so embarrassing. I'm doing a, a parenting podcast, and here I am. Yes. All these things. And it was no mom, you're doing okay. I'm just a kid. I'm exploring.
0: There it is. There it is. is. Yes. There it is. This is the, the phrase I need to have tattooed on my arm. <laughs> oh, what do you want to do about that? Uh-huh. Instead of jumping right in with the solution, like, oh, what do you want to do about that? We want to teach them, we want them to practice problem solving coming up, we want them to practice trusting themselves, not just trusting that I've got the good ideas Mm. and the solutions that are going to work, even though I know my idea is better and it will work, but, but I have to bite my tongue when I can and let them come up with their own solution. Oh gosh. Yes.
1: And, and that's the mantra I always get from my children.
0: You think, you know, it all.
1: (laughs) No, I don't think I know it all. As a matter of fact, I'm always telling you that I'm imperfect and no, I'm not perfect. I mean, yeah. the way we do things, it makes them feel like we know it all because yeah. we don't want them to make mistakes. And oh my that's gosh, that's
0: so true. And that, That's a tip my, my therapist had suggested to me. And I think it's so smart that like most of the time in your interactions with your kids, first of all, we're like giving them instructions 80% of the time, right? And we do know a lot more than they know. And so she was suggesting that you find time every day to do a fun activity with your kids. It doesn't have to be like for three hours. It can be for 15 minutes where they have more skill at it than you, or they're more capable at something than you and just have fun. Like let them teach you how to play Fortnite or, um, you know, (laughs) uh, my daughter, uh, is a great makeup artist. So I let her do my makeup and tell me what she's doing and like, just like, you know, find ways. Uh, to let them show you their capabilities and skills. That's a That's great so way to connect. That's yeah, a, right. Yeah, i love it. Yeah, yeah. I
1: love that. I I I am so bad at Instagram. My son's always helping me with Instagram. Yeah. And then he adds things that I don't like, but I'm like, okay, let it go. It, he's good yeah. at this. He knows what he's doing. Let it go. You don't yeah. have to be right. You don't have to let it yeah. be. Thank you so much. What? Wisdoms you wanna besides all this amazing wisdom that you mm. have shared with our listeners, what would you recommend? Um, families, listeners out there,
0: children, mm. they're training to be adults. Such a good way to put it. Well, then how about like adults are human beings in training, right? We're still in training too, and we can learn a lot from these kids if we can be open to it. I
1: love that. Thank you. Yeah. Any books you recommend that you want to recommend? Yes. To
0: the I, there's so many books that I love. One that's really, really good on this topic. Um, the Whole Brain Child by Dan Siegel and Tina Payne Bryson. I love it. I find it super validating too, where you can read it and go, okay, I'm not reading, I'm not raising a little monster. They are just doing the things a three and a half year old is supposed to do. I find that very comforting for parents and for myself. Um, I am reading and rereading Hunt, Gather, Parent right now um, because a lot of it is like super shift the way I think about parenting. Um, Mikaline Duklaff. There's something that uh, there's a, there's a story from when I was a co-op parent, when I had a a three-year-old and my whole class, we were all like, oh my gosh, my kid is whining so much and they're doing like this baby voice and we were all being driven insane by it and there was a mom in my class and she was persian and she said i think it's so interesting that you guys are annoyed by this she said in the Persian culture, we just know that kids whine, and when your kid whines, I don't know, you just give them a cookie or something. And my, I, my mind was blown, and in the way that my mind is being blown by the book *Hunt Gather Parent*, because what she was saying is like, it's okay, kids whine, and I, I'm holding on to that idea, like kids do kid things, that's okay. It's an, it may annoy you, but it's okay. Completely, completely true. Yes.
1: I, I love that book and obviously each book has things that you don't like, but yes, so many things in this book that, uh, that I like that I will definitely yeah. take that I have taken for granted because I, I'm, I have already done it because of my Mexican culture background, mm-hmm. but uh, and, uh, it, it reminds me again, Oh, wait a second, I'm Mexican and this is how we do things. I don't have yeah. this. Why do I have to change it to fit, fit into positive discipline or fit into this or fit, yeah. uh, fit into that? Mm -hmm. Bring your culture into parenting.
0: Oh, Uh, yes. yes, so
1: amazing. Yes, yes. I will put that in your episode. Thank you so much for being with us. So much knowledge. And thank you for your time.
0: Thanks, Tanya. It was awesome to be here.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Parenting Takes a Village. Because we know it does. And remember, our children are not small adults. They're smart, but yet they don't have all those connections that we as adults have in our brain. Thank you for listening. Until next time.
0: Thanks for tuning into this episode of the North Seattle College Parent Education Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Visit our website for more information and be sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram to learn more about our upcoming events. See you next time.